Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. Hump Day, February 15th. Welcome to the midway point of the month of love. And what do we do here? The physical delivery of gold and silver, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. So easy. Give us a call, 1-800-951-0592. Or you can go check us out online at allamericangold.com. Get away from all that fake news and check out the news right there on our website where we don't just tell you what's out there. We don't feed you. But we give you the news to disturb the comfortable. And we don't tell you what to think. We just give you something to think about. That's all we do. There is a man behind the plan. He is the face of this place. His name's Joe Jaquin, and he's the CEO and the money behind the show. Joe, it's hump day, buddy. How are you? Wow. Like uh, that opening? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the face, face that, that runs the place. place. Everybody wants to get to know you. Every time somebody walks in here, it's very funny. Oh, wow, with that voice and... That, I was expecting something different. I get the exact same thing. I was expecting someone smaller, some little guy. And I, I walk out and I go, oh, my God, you're six foot three. It's just, you know, hey, once you see us, believe us. I don't even know. I'm actually almost speechless today. Uh, it's been a very, very busy morning. Actually, it was a very busy afternoon yesterday. Uh, we have been talking about... Uh, the premiums in the in the gold markets, how they're at, you really now today, decades, decades plural lows. Uh, I read you the email that was sent to me from the largest gold distributor in the entire planet. I mean, the world by it's not even close. They called me yesterday afternoon. We are one of the, if not the largest uh, retailer, I guess, dealer for what they they call it generic uh, twenty dollar gold. Uh, we call it raw. You know, it's it's just circulated. It's really, you know, and everyone they're so surprised when they get it. It's like, wow, I was expecting them to be, you know, worn flat and beat up and holes in it. I don't, you know. It's it's actually really nice stuff. And if you have been online this morning, you see it already. We have a, a very limited amount remaining of $20. These are all liberties. Every one of them is a liberty. At $25 over right now is $1,225. That means they're $1,250, which as far as I know, is the lowest price in Patriot history. Going back to when gold was only 260 bucks, you could not buy a $20 gold piece for $25 over that. Uh, but there was a contingency. So let me just tell you what they offered us. First, I had to buy a hundred and fifty twenties. That was my commitment. 
I had to take physical delivery of the first 50 of them this morning. They overnighted them yesterday. They'll be here at 10.30. Now, the problem is, the risk is, I have to pay for them by Friday. So we already have had people online. Matter of fact, Arlene this morning, she called from home. She thought I made a mistake. When she saw the, the, she goes, well, I went out there and I saw, I'm like, oh my, that can't be right. And she called because she thought that I had made him, you know. Well, good for Arlene. I like that. I like that she's got your back. So as of right now, I have 13 people, or 13 people, 13 coins. One person picking up three, one's picking up 10 of the 50 from Phoenix. So I have, uh, what is that, 37 left here. They'll be here at 10.30. If you want to bring your check and take your coins and go, you can do that. Obviously, for those of you that are, are not in, in town or, or you're not you're going to be able to make it down, or all, we'll need you to overnight the check. That's what we're asking for. Even if you put it on a credit card, it's only 50 bucks over at 12.75. Now, uh, we had 150. There's about 113. When I just we got on the air, Arlene's already on the phone again. Once those have sold, prices will go up another twenty-five dollars for the next hundred. Once those have sold. They'll go up another $25. So this is the agreement that I made with our the largest distributor in the world to get through, uh, what, I guess what I'll call uh, inventory, right, that, that's been sitting in there, you know, just like anybody else. They, they, they've been sitting in their, uh, in their vault, right, and they need to turn it into cash, and uh, we, we're going to help everybody do it. Uh, I will say this. Okay, as the phone lines are already lighting up, stay on the line. We will get to you in the order that you called. Just be patient with us. Uh, our toll-free number is 800-951-0592. If you've never done business with us, I'm going to tell you how to do this. I want the special we're going to ask you how many you tell us. We're going to give you the price. You overnight the check. We ship you the product. It's that simple. 800-951-0592. We'll be back right after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour. 800-951-0592. The phone lines are open. U.S. $20 gold pieces. 1250 uh, dollars By the way, gold's now up for $1,228. So now they're down to $22 over spot. If you are local and you want to pick them up anytime after 10.30, I'm down to less. I got 
Uh, I had 50 coins for pickup. Now we're down to about, I think it's 17 coins. I'm trying to read Arlene's hand signal. 17 coins. That'll be here at 10.30 this morning for pickup if you want to bring your check and take your coins with you. This is, without a doubt, a record low price over spot. And we've been doing this for 21 years. So in your history of being here, even before oh, my, that... Yeah. We, we had my history yesterday, the 14-year low on premiums. Today, uh, and, I, and I, as I told you the story, so yesterday afternoon, the largest wholesale, Heritage is the name of the company. You can look them up. They are, they're in between uh, Christie's and Sotheby's, by the way. Those are the big three. Now, you've heard of Christie's. You've heard of Sotheby's. A lot of people haven't heard of Heritage Auction House, but they are massive. They are global. I want to say they have offices in six or seven different countries. And uh, I know they're in Hong Kong. uh, They're in New York. they're, They're headquartered out of Texas. And they want to get rid of this excess inventory. And and so the deal was pretty simple. They cut their premiums big time. And obviously, you, you know here, this price is untouchable anywhere in the world. In the first 150 coins, that was the, you know, this was the price. And then they said, if you sell through those, the next hundred coins, they they went up twenty five dollars. So, so as we sell through here, and it looks like we're going to get there, uh, the price will go from twelve fifty to twelve seventy five. We still are at twelve fifty. We're still at uh, well, right now twenty three dollars and sixty cents over spot on on U.S. twenty dollar gold pieces. The deal was I had that they overnighted the first fifty yesterday. I have to pay for them by Friday. And that's not just the 50, all 150. So I need uh, people to be able to, you know, you can bank wire uh, or overnight us a check. If you want to use a credit, even a credit card prices would be the cheapest, I think, pretty much all the way back to maybe $300 gold. Because even, you know, credit card price right now is $1,275. That's not even 50 bucks over spot. So I hope you take advantage. Now, do I think this will ever happen again? I don't. This may be an historic day, but I'm also smart. I'm never going to say never because it just happened today. So could it, in 20 more years, could it happen again? I guess maybe. Right? I guess there could be a situation uh, where where that may happen in the future. I just doubt it. Yeah, you never I, say I, never. I, yeah, but you never say never. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like I said when I started the show, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm so glad that they called to offer this deal to us. 
I mean, you think about there's hundreds, if not thousands, of gold dealers out there. And, and uh, you know, we do business the right way. We treat everybody honestly. We treat everybody fairly. We treat you with respect. We don't play games. Everybody else out there, and Homer's going to grab the phones again, uh, everybody out there seems to want to play a game. We don't play games. And, and I think that was a big reason why they – they went to us and called us to offer everybody this opportunity, and I'm just so happy to pass it along to all of you. Uh, there is one line open right now at 800-951-0592. There was a ton of data out today. Uh, I'll, I'll blog about it later on a recap. Uh, there was CPI data. That's the Consumer uh, Price Index. In other words, that is the Fed's fake inflationary number for us, the consumer, red hot in January. And, of course, I've been talking about the, you know, what I think is coming, which is stagflation, right? We had the deflation of the Great Depression. We had the hyperinflation of the 1970s. And now, after this three, four decades, really long run of debt, I think we're headed for stagflation. You know, and the timing fits. Really, when you think about it, you go from 1929 to, to the 70s, right? And you're like, oh, that was, you know, a little over 40-some-odd years, right? Now, now all of a sudden, really, uh, you know, Paul Volcker in the you know early 80s, broke the back of inflation, right? And so now you're like, hey, we're already 30-some years more for that, you know, right? The Great Depression really ended, you know, I don't know what they say the official end date was, but somewhere right along the lines of when we entered World War II. So about 30 years before the, from the depressionary cycle to the, the you know the deflationary cycle to the inflationary cycle now we're about 30 some years later and I think we're ready to enter into the stagflationary cycle uh, CPI the hottest in years most of that rising gasoline cost and I, you know gasoline has risen but I didn't think it was crazy uh, but gasoline was up but here's was gasoline rent Healthcare, all were up big in January. Retail sales seasonally adjusted, and boy, they put a lot of seasoning on this number. But they they said up four tenths despite falling auto prices or auto auto sales. I'm sorry, a big drop in auto sales. Uh, but they said retail sales. So CPI was up six tenths seasonally adjusted retail sales were up four tenths which if you do the math means hey they're really down two tenths because the inflate you know the prices just went up more than the consumer could buy but the number that really got gold going was the inflation adjusted wages fell half of a percent which is huge. So does that mean we're losing our money? That's exactly what it's it means. It's becoming less valued? Well, you have less 
your paycheck was the same this month as last month. It bought you less and quite a bit less. And then we had mortgage applications down 4%. Auto sales down. You know, when you start thinking about this economy, we've got inflation rising, right? Gas sales or uh, gasoline prices rising. You have wages falling, real wages falling, with mortgage applications falling, car sales falling, and we're talking about this great economy. Then we had uh, delinquencies, and this was a big one, too. There was so much economic data out. Now, the headline's going to brag about retail sales were sizzling. Yeah, after the headline, the news wasn't so good. Not so much. But delinquencies among first-time and lower-income home buyers spiked, and I, it, it spiked big. Delinquencies for for home mortgages the highest in seven years. And you see, you know, these these rising rates are going to keep doing people in. And and really, it's all in that same category, right, which is first-time home buyers, which is already way off. And then the the low end, right, the, the home prices, again, they're just not affordable. And you think about what's happened with the rents and all of that, then, then you see the problems that we are in, and I'm getting handed a piece of paper three. Three. Okay. Uh, thank you for... There are three $20 gold pieces left for immediate pickup uh, anytime after 1030. If, if you're just joining us, U.S. $20 gold pieces... Uh, $22.70 right now over spot. I'm being as accurate as I can. You know, you know what? $1,250. Those folks that, you know, can't listen from the, for, the, uh, for the 9 o'clock show, they tune in to the replay at 2 o'clock or 1 o'clock, and they're going to go, oh, they sold out. And, and so right now, uh, where there's three for immediate pickup, and there's now 33 left of the first 150. So as soon as we've sold those 33, everything's going to go up. Oh, it's only 25 bucks. Matter of fact, if I started, and I probably should have, right? I'm a bad businessman because I probably should have started at twelve seventy-five, and I still would have been able to tell you the whole, the same thing. Probably never in Patriot history could you have bought a $20 gold piece for 50 Well, maybe at $300 gold, you may have been able to do it, right? That doesn't make you a bad businessman. Right. I, I make you a good person. So I want to give everybody the best deal possible. Uh, I hope uh, you can do that and take advantage of that. Uh, it is a absolute record low price. I mean, think about what is that math? Twelve hundred twenty-eight divided by twenty-two dollars. Wait, twenty? Oh man, it's early. I got to go the other way there. Yeah, that's one point. Seven nine percent. That's what you're paid. One point seven nine percent. 
800-951-0592. Janet Yellen is testifying again today, calling growth quite disappointing. Of course, she's talking about raising rates, and yet growth is quite disappointing. I've been telling you for the last week, the Federal Reserve doesn't want to use real data. They want to use their academic models, and they can't understand why they're broken. But you know what? The models don't have in it. They don't have the debt in there. They don't have all of the consumer debt, the national debt. They don't have all of these things in there. And then in order to make the models look right, for the last 30-plus years, the Federal Reserve been, uh, I used the word massaging in my blog yesterday. They've been massaging these numbers. To, to give their models credence. And now we kind of really understand, don't we? Why did they change the numbers? And now we know. They changed them because we're academics. And we've got these formulas that say, if we do this, then this should happen. And when that didn't happen, they simply said, well, the data's got to be wrong because we're not. Paper Radio News Hour. We'll be back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. The Religious Land Use and Institutionalized Persons Act was signed into law by President Bill Clinton in 2000 to enhance religious liberty. But it has increasingly become a tool for Islam and other religions to build houses of worship in the United States. This federal law strictly prohibits any state or local government from taking action in opposition to the approval of a new house of worship, unless proven that its action is the least restrictive way to advance a compelling governmental interest. It is very difficult and expensive for a local government to satisfy this strict requirement in rejecting an application for construction of a new mosque or temple. This federal religious land use law applies directly against zoning decisions made by local planning boards. Congress justifies its federal intervention into these local issues based on the Commerce Clause by asserting that zoning decisions have an effect on interstate commerce. Moreover, where state or local governments receive federal money of some sort, as many do, then that supports federal interference as well. In New Jersey, the Bernards Township Planning Board denied a zoning application by a proposed mosque because the board felt there would be insufficient parking, and that could result in a disruption to traffic flow in the community. The president of the local Islamic society then sued, alleging religious discrimination. Shortly before Thanksgiving, the Obama administration then slapped the small township with a federal lawsuit backed by the full force and resources of the United States government. This new complaint came after an eight-month investigation, which had caused the township to devote 350 hours of staff time in providing over 200,000 pages of documents to the Department of Justice. On the eve of the new year, a federal court then ruled in favor of the Islamic Society on its lawsuit, handing down a 57-page decision against the township. 
residents of the small town had objected to the negative traffic impact the mosque would have on a traditionally residential neighborhood. The federal court, however, rejected and overruled the practical and reasonable objections of this small town. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Religious liberty is under attack. In schools, churches, and private businesses, a new wave of hostility to religion is being touted by the media and upheld by radical judges. To share your thoughts and experiences, go to pseagles.com and join the blog conversation. That's pseagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. 1-800-951-0592. Give us a call. Take advantage of the special. Joe, I'm just so impressed with what you guys are getting done today. Man, you're moving a lot of product. Yeah, phones are still uh, still ringing. Um, so here, here here is the the uh, updates. So we we are we are through uh, the remainder of the of the first go round. So we are on round two, which means now you're looking at at twelve hundred and seventy five dollars. Uh, anybody that's on the phone now, Arlene, go ahead and give it to them at the twelve fifty. This is the last of them, and then they'll go to twelve seventy five. Now the good part about the twelve seventy five price, which is still fifty one dollars. By the way, gold continuing to rise. Gold's now up five seventy. Uh, let's just call it twelve thirty. So even at twelve seventy five now, you're talking about forty five dollars over spot. Uh, those ones you don't need to overnight a check, so you can, uh, you know, do it the old-fashioned way. Uh, but Justin, I don't know, it's a speechless opportunity here in, in the marketplace. Um, and like I said, these things never last. They never do. And last, uh, really, yesterday, late yesterday afternoon, uh, the largest wholesaler in the world, I know I've told this story a couple of times, decided enough's enough. We're going to take care of this inventory problem, and you're going to see premiums go right back to where they were. Uh, but uh, right now, U.S. $20 gold pieces, uh, $1,275 for the next 100 When we sell those 100 it's going to go up another 25 bucks. so make sure uh, you get in. Like I said, there was an incredible amount of economic data out. Uh, you know, everybody... You know, Janet Yellen said uh, in Congress yesterday, hey, we're going to raise rates sometime. One of these meetings, um, which is exactly what she was supposed to say. Uh, the retail sales number uh, was was a strong number, but it was all inflation. Actual real earnings fell half a percent. And, and these, you know, remember now, all of these are seasonally adjusted. Real wages don't move like that, right? Part of what they, you know, they they try to. We talked about the smooth out the data. You're not supposed to to see moves like that in your wages, uh, and that's exactly what we got. And so you're having this effect where 
you've got gold rallying. Uh, the Dow is rallying as well. Gold's rallying because of that. And you're starting to see exactly what, you know, exactly what I told you. This stagflationary cycle where everything is rising, rents are rising, right? Healthcare is rising, food costs are rising, gasoline prices are rising. And yet at the same time, GDP is slowing, car sales are falling, home sales are falling. And and you're and they're stuck and they don't get it, they don't understand. Wait a minute, the model said this wasn't supposed to happen. The model said wages were supposed to rise. Right? The model said GDP should be going up. Right? The model said employment trade. Of course, what the model didn't know was all the stuff you seasonally adjusted to get it to be right. And then another piece of news flowed out of the and like I said, there's so much stuff going on. We got this fantastic buying opportunity, and then all of these data points. And now Janet Yellen is calling growth disappointing, but she did not blame the Fed. And you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. We need to audit these people. They need to be held accountable. These are people that over and over and over again they they've destroyed this currency, destroyed it. And they continue to say, well, it wasn't our fault. Matter of fact, if it wasn't for us, you know, we saved everybody. So now, she's blaming who? What, is it the government's fault? Is it is it Donald Trump's fault? Or maybe it's Barack Obama's fault? You know, maybe it's the consumer's fault, but it's not their fault. We have destroyed everything, and we've replaced it with debt. The national debt's $20 trillion. Consumer debt, it's off the charts. Now today, the latest numbers released on student loan debt, half of people are not paying them. Half. Half. Now they're saying the default rate's only at 11%. The other 39% have filed some form of extension, abatement, or asking for their loans to be forgiven, whatever it may be. So now we're sitting here and we're having all of these debates and all of these uh, question and answers and Janet Yellen coming out and saying, well, it's not my fault. It's not the Fed's fault. Right? You've got a, a balance sheet of $4.5 trillion of God knows what. Haven't been able to see a crisis coming for how many decades? Yes, we're at $1,275 on the $20 gold pieces that that is correct 1275 uh which is uh $44.80 over spot at 800 
9510592. Sorry, we're just a lot of activity going on in here this morning. Uh, but Janet Yellen, as she's testifying in front of Congress today, saying that growth is quite disappointing, but it's not their fault. And I and I guess my question for Janet Yellen is, whose fault is it? Right, you're the you're the in charge of the banking system. How is it that you've never seen a crisis coming? Never, they've never seen one. Where were you, Janet Yellen, during the housing crisis? You were running the San Francisco Fed. Where were you coming out on TV saying this is a train wreck waiting to happen? You need to get out. This is horrible. These banks are criminal. Nowhere. Matter of fact, you and your buddy Ben were saying, oh, you know, it's, it's just a subprime. It's contained. It's all contained. Pedro Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Pedro Radio News Hour. Double J and Homer's in, at least for the time being. Uh, only one person on the phone right now, which I get it. But even now, $1,275. I hope you're calling to take advantage as uh, things have changed quite dramatically from yesterday. Uh, go read my blog. Uh, you know, I blogged all about it yesterday. Uh, just a bunch of nonsense. They're not raising rates in March. Uh, you know, the three times thing was never real. And now Janet Yellen is saying that the economy, uh, it's not her fault. It's not her fault. But she said, here's what she's really said. Hey, the economy's uh, we've recovered more quickly than, say, the European Union. And I'm thinking, what that? This is what? what no, no, it's, we're going to have a competition. Well, we're less crappy than these guys, right? You think about when, when when your kids come and they did something wrong. Well, but Billy did it too. And then you know, you well, if Billy jumped off a bridge. Would you? Right? You know that that oh, absolutely <laughs> right. Well, we're not the only ones. Well, the European Union, they, they stink too. Well, that's like saying their crap smells worse than yes. ours. <laughs> well, yes, I threw a little rock, but the European Union, they threw a bigger one. The Federal Reserve has put in place highly accommodative monetary policies meant to spur spending. Listen. Here's what they've decided to do. Most of America, and we already know this, 70% of people don't even have an extra 400 bucks. So what are you doing? What spending are you spurring? Wait, the few people that are out there that aren't the uber rich, that have actual savings, you're going to rob them? Now, and there goes Homer. You're going to rob them? to quote-unquote spur spending? And now we can't understand why it won't continue. Here's the funny part. They've been raising rates. They've only raised rates twice in two years. But, you know, the whole time the GDP's been falling, the whole time. 
I'm the only one that talks about it. GDP's been getting worse, not better. The jobs market was 80,000 jobs a month worse last year than the year before. And she said that we we did this to spur spending and restore low unemployment. This is what she's saying. Hey, we restored low unemployment. Who cares how we did it? 95 million people aren't in the workforce. That's how you did it. You did it by massaging numbers that 30 years ago, the unemployment rate right now would be 9.4%. And who in their right mind would be raising rates with an unemployment rate of almost 10? Nobody. And why do we have inflation with unemployment of almost 10? Now, the only thing that logically fits with an unemployment rate that high is falling wages. That actually fits. Restore low unemployment. I'm quoting from Janet Yellen's testimony this morning. Restore low unemployment or to achieve the goal of maximizing employment. See, she gave herself a little out. Well, I know that we kind of, you know, lost a lot of people in the workforce, but uh, we're not going to say that that's the maximum number we you know we've maximized it that's their unemployment below five percent line well that's maximum employment that's as good we can't do anybody that's all we can do so it's not our fault see because we did what we could do brought rates to zero robbed every saver in the whole entire country for the last 10 years massaged the numbers to give you a fake unemployment rate and now call it maximized employment I believe we're coming very close, she said, to achieving those objectives. And monetary policy remains accommodative. Economic growth has been quite disappointing. The economy is recovering, she said, from a severe crisis, one that they never saw. So if they never saw that, which, I mean, think about it. I mean, we, they're essentially saying, hey, this is, this is like the modern-day Great Depression. And they never saw it. They never, ever saw it. And yet now they're supposed to be able to tell us they fixed it? How do they know? They don't. And quite honestly, they use these economic data that ignores the facts. Because all the things she said are not true. We don't have a good unemployment rate. We don't. I mean, we've got a good fake unemployment rate. Inflation is not in check. I mean, fake inflation is in check. And the funny part is, is when you take away the fake, all the numbers make sense. Unemployment rate's over 9%. No GDP growth. Makes perfect 
10%, right? Home ownership rates are at the lowest levels in decades. That makes sense. Here's what doesn't make sense. The inflation part, the whole high home prices, high health care prices, high food and gas prices. What makes sense? Every mall in America seeming to be closing. That stuff makes sense. Paper Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment here on a Wednesday. Huge selling happening in the Treasury markets. The 10 year note uh, is spiking higher uh, again. And we have this other conundrum. The Chinese are selling. The Japanese are selling. Everybody's dumping uh, treasuries. And we're kind of trying to understand how all of this is really supposed to work. So we have, you have two different things at work. Right? We have the economic model economy. Right? Well, according to the economic models, all the things that we ever learned in school, all of these things are supposed to happen. And so we'll massage those numbers to kind of make it appear like that is true. But then when you have to run those up against the actual numbers, it doesn't add up. And so you end up with a confused Federal Reserve. And this is why Wall Street, Wall Street's up today because they know, okay, there's no way they're raising rates three times. They're probably not even raising them twice. Right? Essentially, all the quote-unquote hawkish things, she really didn't say anything that hawkish yesterday. She really didn't. If you actually read her exact quote about rate hikes, she essentially said, yeah, it's going to be appropriate. If the, and always the caveat, well, if the data holds up, that at one of these meetings, we'll raise. That was her big quote. And now today you're kind of getting the other side of it because the, the bottom line is, is here's what we've got. we got rising debt. And it's not just national debt. The, the states, the, the cities, the pensions, right, just getting clobbered. We, we, we now, I guess our new calling card is, well, at least we're better than our friend. Right? They're even worse than us. I guess that's our new, right? Hey, we're not, it's not our fault. We have a Federal Reserve that refuses to take accountability. Right? Uh, yeah, it is your fault because guess what? Your models are wrong. And we it's time for more diversity there. We need to get the academics out. You know, it's okay to have one or two, but that's all we have. You know, then you had a guy like, like Bullard from the St. Louis Fed said, hey, I've changed the way I'm doing my stuff. And based on my new, my, my own personal models, yeah, we're not raising rates. I don't know, maybe he listens to this show and decided, you know what, I'm going to do what Joe said and go back to how we did it before we started massaging all this data and see what it really looks like. Uh, gold's up 6 $1,230. Uh, silver's up about $0.05 cents as well, seventeen ninety-five. 
Uh, we are now in wave tier, what I'll call tier two of our $20 uh, Liberty blowout. They're at twelve seventy-five. Uh, there, there's now we're now down to to just forty-seven of those. Once we sell those, it'll go up another twenty-five bucks. So twelve hundred seventy-five dollars. You know, forty-five bucks over a spot is incredible. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Can't wait to see what what happens tomorrow. Everyone, take care. Enjoy the rest of your day.